Welcome to the HU Pirate Ship Podcast. You can find us at www.hupirateship.com where we talk about the pirates. You can also find us on all social media platforms, including SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. And subscribe for new episodes and content alerts. And now, on to the show. Go Pirates! Hey, what's going on, everybody? Happy spring. It's Big Week, along with Hampton Knight from the HU Pirate Ship. What's going on, man? How, how's spring going for you? Uh, you know what, man? Green, green, uh, green grass, green trees, you know, no worries. Just, I just hate pollen. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, man. I got the, the bunny rabbits out here in, in the country, so <laughs> that's why I know it's springtime. It's spring. You got the bunny rabbits, and we got a bunch of turtles in here in Maryland, so yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Man. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, we're going to do a quick show about the transfer portal. So there's been a lot of freakouts, as it happens to be every year when HBCUs lose talented guys to the portal. So uh, I did some research on this, and I don't think we need to freak out. So I just wanted to share my opinions on that, get Hampton's opinions, and uh, talk about how it's affected HBCUs. So, hey, one thing I want to say, Hampton, real quick, is like, shout out to... Oni Dan. I, I don't know how to pronounce the website, but it was the first HBCU website that I found that talked about sports going back mm-hmm. to the 90s. So I want to shout that uh, site out. I, I know that one of the founders passed away recently, so the site yeah. has been offline for quite a while. But yeah, it's been a resource for us old heads on the, on the internet with HBCU sports. Absolutely. My uncle, who's in his late 70s, no, he's in his mid-70s, you know, he put me onto it too. And you know, I, I always thought it was Oneida, but who knows? <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been there forever. And the interesting part, I was just re, I refreshed the link about ten minutes ago to see if it went back up, but it's not up. Yeah, yeah, it might be gone forever. So I definitely want to. So we definitely want to say we thanks. need. They need to get all that stuff off there and archive it. So yeah, that's true. That's somebody true. That, needs that to get be, that. Yeah, that so, should be archived somewhere. Yeah. So shout out to them and all the work they've done. So, but yeah, man, on this episode, we'll talk about the uh, just the transfer portal in general. Is it panic time for HBCUs or is it related to the uh, portal? Talk about reality, how it's affected Hampton in particular and how we can be successful with it. So uh, transfer portal, uh, many, uh, a lot of HBCUs have taken hits as, a, as we tend to take every year uh, due to the transfer portal. Um, and I saw just, you know, cause they have some pretty loud fans on the internets, Howard and central, they lost some, some really important pieces mm-hmm. to their men's basketball team. So the portal, so their, their fans took it hard, understandably. Um, but as I'm reading this, man, as I was reading these tweets a couple of weeks ago, I was like, yo, this is not a big deal. Like your feelings should be hurt, but it's no time to panic. And, mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's a saying the portal giveth and the portal taketh away. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Yeah, so, and then there was, right when all this was going on, there was this great athletic, uh, the athletic article about the portal, and I'll put a link to the, to on their social media uh, with this podcast, so you can go read it, folks, but I'll just be reading some excerpts from that, so pardon me as I read, um, but here's one part about the article, now I'll break it down, he said, more than 1,700 men's college basketball players put their names in the portal this past offseason with roughly one out of 12 transferring up, up a level. Of those that entered the transfer portal, 43% did not find a new home. 
that's amazing mm. stats, man. What do, what do you make of that? Like, what is that? <laughs> you know what? It's well, this is my thing. If you leave for if you leave a university based upon playing time or the right fit, I get it. But the odds are 43% of players or young men not finding a new home. That's pretty high odds, you know. Yeah, man. Jeez. And, and this is my thing. If you if I just want to, if I'm gonna, if I don't have pro aspirations and I'm not making it here at one particular university, then I have to be realistic with my actual pro aspirations. You know, I'm probably need to get more on enlightened on my academic side, because that's probably where it's going to go. Young men. Now I'm not chastising anyone for going into the portal because students who are not athletes go into the portal all the time. They just go to a different university. But um, I think for these young men who are on scholarship, that don't have the opportunity to um, who might not have the, the means to pay for um, the, another university, then it is a very risky maneuver and you can get burned easily. And so I just think I always caution young men to seriously think about it before you actually pull the trigger. Yep, true that. Yeah, and I just wanted to share that just to, for a primer and get some numbers. But seventeen hundred in the portal. I mean, that's that's an amazing number. I guess, man, a lot of guys too. Maybe they really just didn't want to play. I mean, because with those odds, I mean, I, I me the way I would think about it, I would only put my name in the portal if I had a place where I was going. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if I if I'm at let's say a power five and it's not working out, and I realize, okay, I'm probably shouldn't make a lateral move, but I could probably take a quick, uh, smaller steps down, and, and I'll probably go to a, maybe an FBS program, or, or uh, you know, I can't even say FBS because we're talking about basketball, but for a uh, Power mid, 5 div Division one program, yeah, mid-major program, then I would do that. But I think a lot of our young men is that, you know, you could go from a – power five program and go to a, 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 a smaller mid-major and then you could do well there. But um, that's more, you know, to their psyche, you know, to trying to convince them to go there. But yeah, I definitely think there's not enough. I think this transfer portal business needs counselors or some sort of like, if let's say like when I used to be in wall street, um, we used to, we, we couldn't legally, you can't counsel anybody, but you can only get like, even like a realtor, you can only give uh, statistics and numbers and information based upon a, whether it's a retail product, like a stock or a, or purchasing a home, you can only give a statistic. And I think parents, honestly, you know, I don't think they're being realistic with these children when it, when they're jumping in portals because it's led by emotion and it should be led more with, uh, I would say, data than emotion. Yep, very true, very true. I mean, it's kind of like uh, you leaving a job and if you ain't rich, I, someone told me many years ago, like, don't leave your job unless you got another one. Yep. So, <laughs> that's how I would look at it. <laughs> unless you don't want to play or don't want to work anymore. I think I think that's part of it, man. I mean, somehow, you know, my life got complicated, man. And 
I tell you, I'm coaching the AAU team, so I'm just around basketball all day. And mm. I, I've, I've heard stories, man, of guys getting to college like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they, they burnt out, man. And, you know, and they're attributing that to uh, the NBA today. You know, when they talk about low management, you know, they were like, you know, why are these guys taking all, all these time off playing basketball? And I think, you know, they're saying the old heads are saying this. But this is the thing. Those old heads, Barkley, and who's 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 saying this, and uh, the rest of them, you know who these old heads are. They're, they didn't play AAU basketball. They probably played you know, high school basketball and a couple games of pickup here and there. These young men have been playing since they were seven and eight yep. and eight. And so I do agree, you know, if, the more you play, unless if you love the game, you're going to be, t- you're going to be done with it. So, or you're not going to be in love with it. And you just probably just want to just get a, uh, get a free education out of it. Yeah, man. You get to college and you got some nutty coach barking at you and, Uh, you didn't really take your study seriously in high school and Mm -hmm. classes are hard. It's like, Mm -hmm. what? what, And I ain't getting paid for this. What am I doing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What am I doing? But this is my thing for this young man. Where you gonna go? What you gonna do? Home. I go to I go to uh, Amazon fulfillment center or something. (laughs) That's 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 where they they going. I got people that do that, man. That's a good job. <laughs> it's either that or you want to win, sprint, win sprints at five in the morning. You don't want to do it. <laughs> Go ahead and preach. But, but, but that's, that's the portal, just, just the primary advice. So yeah. I, I guess the thing, the question is, is it time to panic? And I think, I think it's a no. So, and I think we can take advantage of it just if we're smart. And some of us have, and we'll talk about it. So, it's us meaning HBCU. So, um, we just have to recruit better high school athletes, and that that's part of the portal experience. And we got to find guys who just want a different experience. So, I mean, if you had a, P, a P5 school, you are really isolated. I mean, they keep those guys in a bubble, man, like bubble wrap. Like, they don't really – interact with the rest of the school but smaller schools you you get the full fuller experience and sometimes that experience sucks so uh we can cherry pick some of those guys and get them to come try uh, our experience out so i think um we can have some of those guys but i just want to read these two little quotes from this uh athletic article so this is a power five assistant coach he says it's affecting high school recruiting because guys are taking more experienced guys in the portal unless you're an uh, McDonald's All-American guy. We feel that we can get a player that's more ready to play instead of taking a top 60 to 150 kid. I think at at the most, we will take one to two high school kids going forward, and the rest will be portal guys. It's making them commit early. Most AAU coaches are telling their players, if you like something, commit early. So the thing that stuck out to me, man, is they're only taking two high school commits per year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that means there's just more players available good players mm-hmm. available cuz they also going to commit early which I'll talk about but uh, have you what what do you have you seen what do you think about that man like being able to get cuz there's just more uh ready high school athletes cuz they're not being recruited anymore you know what it does make me a little bit melancholy for them because you know it's like these are the young men who should be you know the number one in line to get you know these scholarships whereas some of these guys they're getting they're not seeing their scholarships. Well, I'm saying, okay, their numbers are dwindling because 
of young men and women who haven't made it at their levels. And so they have to suffer. I get it. But at the same time, I do agree with what uh, Parker said, that a lot of these mid-majors present great opportunities for young men to come play with them. And so it gives them an opportunity for them to go farther in the draft. And everybody knows the adage, if you can play, they will find you. So, I mean, I think that society is definitely blinded by the resources, the facilities. And I agree. Absolutely. Yes. But if, Coaches are more inclined to take guys in a portal over the guys in a high school than if I, I mean, I'm thinking as an adult, then my loyalty would be for, if I'm a high school recruit, my loyalty would be towards the guy that actually wants me. And, and if I could play, I know that my, my ability would shine wherever I would go. So, yeah, I just think that, um, coaches focusing on young men who and women who you know they haven't made it where they're at you know rather a young unproven talent that wants to prove itself sometimes you know theoretically it sounds terrible but if it works for these coaches then more power to them yep yep and we'll we'll show shortly on how um uh, smaller schools are taken advantage by getting uh better high school talent as well so um, so recruit high school. I mean, the guys are going to be there and they're getting a little jittery. And so there's a lot of kids who are available that would, wouldn't normally be available to schools like uh, Hampton and some of the other smaller HBCUs. So, um, so Hampton, Hampton's been in the portal for a long time, man. And the past couple of years, um, we've gotten some really good players. So we've gotten Marquise Godwin from ODU, Jordan Nesbitt from St. Louis, Najee Garvin from Nickel State, George Dickens from ODU and Malik Trent Street from uh, Texas Christian. And those are just from the big, bigger schools. We've had a lot of guys who are from other HBCUs or, or smaller schools as well, but these are just the big schools. So you can uh, uh, recruit some really good guys and have them contribute or even star on the team. So we've lost some guys too. And this is like, this is the flip side of it. We lost Davion Warren, who's now mm. like the G League, man. Mm. Um, he went to uh, Texas Tech and starred there. And we also lost Ben Stanley. Unfortunately, he had some more health issues, but he was a beast for us at Hampton. So we lost him to Xavier. So, yep. Yep. Um, but what Buck Joyner is doing, I'm sure, is like, yo, come here, stay here a year or two, and then you, I'll get you to a bigger place. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm sure that's what hopefully is part of his sales pitch. And then also, we've been able to take advantage of some of the uh, talent that's left uh, from the high school is like we've gotten Kyrese Mullen who mm-hmm. has made a uh, first team freshman CAA. Yep. So, I mean, that's a, a big get. So uh, we may have him another year or two. We'll see. But that's an example oh, of how God. you can. Come on, man. You know the clock's ticking, man. Yeah. <laughs> clock is ticking. Yeah. yeah. We got one year. <laughs> one more year with probably two tops. So uh, we could, you know, Hampton's been all over this thing, so we just got to make get some winning seasons. But uh, yeah, been all over. Yeah. So what what do you, what do you thought about thoughts about these guys? Well, you know what, if you think about it, uh, Marquise Goodwin, Jordan Nesbitt, Najee Garvin, DeJour Jenkins, and Malik Trent. Literally, all of those guys were positives or pluses to, to the men's basketball program. You know, but the the thing was is 
Malik Trent, uh, Malik Trent, you know, he played with Joyner when we were um, leaving the MEAC, and he contributed, you know, very well. DeJore Jenkins was kind of hit and miss, you know. I think it, it felt like his head wasn't in it. Najee Garvin was kind of – Najee Garvin was good. You know, we needed him, but I think he was kind of more, you know, he wanted to play his kind of way. And Marquise Goodwin, and I would say, is a consummate, you know, team player. And Jordan Nesbitt, you know, I think he was pretty much a star. I think uh, we just couldn't, we just couldn't get right around him. Now losing Davion Warren and Ben Stanley, uh, I mean, that to me trumps what I just said. Those two were, I would say, guys you built around. Yes. Davion Warren was very good. We lost him to Memphis first, then Texas Tech. And it felt like even though he did get playing time at Texas Tech, but it felt like it still wasn't what he would have gotten at Hampton. You know, he was uh, a marquee center. Oh, well, because it was him and uh, Jermaine Marrow. You know, they were really good. Uh, that was a pretty good tandem. And, you know, and – I get it. You know, I want it. I want, you know, I'm happy for him. Go. You know, if it works for you, go. But I kind of looked at it as, all right, you went to Texas Tech and it wasn't even a lateral move. You know, it was more, I mean, yeah, you went up, but your playing time didn't go up. And the time that you get, did you impress enough people? And then I would say no with that. So it did affect us more, but I think it affected him even worse as far as ben stanley ben stanley was another cornerstone that we had he came on like gangbusters late and we didn't even know what we had in them and the young man went to xavier then ou then had health problems but you know it's like we i was happy to have him but you know his career never really took off the way that he wanted to once he left so these are cautionary tales, you know. Yeah, you know, you got your playing time, you got what you needed, but there are guys who have the same skill set that you do, and if not better, and then now you're trying to compete for eyeballs with guys with similar skill set. Very difficult to do, but he did it, and more power to him. Now, as far as Kyrie Smullen, that first-team freshman CAA, you know, that kid, star. You know, all he was a great star, great player. And I was really impressed with, you know, I would say his ability, ability to play in the paint. You know, he, he's a pretty good defense, um, defensive stopper. You know, he has, you know, quick feet. You know, I was like, man, that dude light on his feet for, for a size. So yep. I, I am, um, I mean, I'm still trying to adjust to the, the the way that it is with this portal that you know that he might go you know i'm just like it is what it is you know it's like i used to not buy things online i i used to just go over to target and walmart and buy it but now i just do it with the click and it'll be there either the same day or the next day and that is a new normal for me i don't like doing it because i feel like i'm putting other people out of a job just for you know, uh, clicking on a mouse, but at the same time, that's the new normal. So Kyrie Smullen, if he stays another year, you know, then that's the new normal, you know, we happy for the two, but it, I'm still not used to it. And as far as I would say guys coming in, um, 
Jordan did bring in another young man, Donovan Raymond. And, you know, we're all, we're impressed with them. A six, a six, nine, you know, uh, energy guy, you know, a shot blocker, a dunker, you know, he's a back to the basket type of player, but he's also, he's also can run the floor. And if we can hold our, cross our fingers and still get Jerry Dean, then that's a good tandem that uh, Joyner has brought in. So this is, you know, this is what I like about the portal. You can assemble a roster very quickly. That's what Deion Sanders did in Colorado. I know we hate talking about him, but he did it very quickly. So there are benefits, but the downside is you lose favorable, favorable talent like we did with Warren and Stanley, who did not get, I would say, the shine that they were expecting at their uh, outgoing institutions. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, giveth, taketh away. So, um, but yeah, there's no need to panic. I mean, because you can, I mean, you can make hay. We, we've made hay. I think, <clears throat> like you said, Jordan has some more guys coming in. So take advantage. So I just want to read some more excerpts from this article. So he said, uh, a byproduct of the portal is that many bigger schools are trying to poach the best players from the lower levels. Yet those programs have found a way to take advantage of this. Mid-majors are the ones turning to high school recruiting. More four-star recruits are coming to or committing to programs and traditionally lower than their talent level. For example, St. Joe's, Charleston, which is in Hampton's uh, uh, conference, uh, Charleston Southern, oh no, Charleston, yeah, Charleston and Rice have all signed at least one four-star prospect in this high school class. St. Joe's signed its highest ranked recruit in the modern era. Charleston had only signed one four-star recruit in program history. Yet in this 2023 class, it has signed two. Rice has never signed a four-star recruit, but it, as it transitions to the AAC next year, it has managed to sign the two highest-ranked recruits in program history. So there's a blueprint, and one of the schools in our new division is following that blueprint. So uh, there's some there's some things, man. <laughs> there's some things that we can take advantage of because our our peers are doing. Absolutely, absolutely. And if they can do it, we can too. <laughs> yep, yep. So and they finished. Charleston finished thirty-one and four in the CAA. Just in case everyone forgot <laughs> with these guys, that's, that's where was, we at, man. <laughs> man, I mean, now you, back in the day, you said they was paying folks, but it's, it's legal now. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So, hey, just another as a note. So my wife is a big uh, USC Southern Cal alum. So she's like a, a booster, basically. But she's all over their sports. Man, they're getting, uh, this is a side note, they are getting a defensive tackle transfer from Georgia. Yeah. And they're yeah. saying his NIL deal is going to be worth around $10 million. Yeah. Well, let me put it to you this way, since I'm a Georgia boy. They love big defensive lineman. That's all they do. Love like the South, me being from Georgia, they ca- only thing they care about, they care about defensive tackles, defensive ends, guards, tackles, and running backs. Well, you That's know what? You, you, you look like one of them, man. I mean, I see your, your videos, you bench pressing <laughs> 600 pounds, man. You look like one of them. <laughs> well, I, I would say it now. I do not bench press no more because, <laughs> like, you know what? But, you know, I, I, know, I know what you're saying. That's just me. That's just my 
my powerlifting stuff. But at the same time, that's what Georgia does. That's all they do. That's all they care about. So, yeah, I was going to say, everybody getting hit with the portal. This guy leaving Georgia, man. I mean, you know, so it's part of life, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what other – two other parts from this um, story. So low majors, which I guess that would consider us maybe. Uh, if we yeah. win, we'll be a low <laughs> major. But low majors are dominating the transfer portal as well. According to 24-7, 24-7 sports, transfer basketball rankings, 13 of the top 50 transfer classes were from mid-major programs. Mm-hmm. A few of them, including Missouri State and Western Kentucky, landed multiple former top 100 prospects with three or four years of eligibility remaining. So, I mean, you can't tell me that Hampton can't recruit on a level with Missouri State and Western Kentucky if we get our act together. So, uh, with the thing that they're going to have to worry about is they're going to transfer again. <laughs> so, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> you get two more years at Missouri State, well, then the big boys are going to come knocking again. So, but that's just the deal. You get two years of it. You know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, and, me too. Uh, and then hopefully, you know, we'll get like what we got with Jada Kiss Bonds, you know, saying, nah, we good. I'm good over here. I'm yep. good over here. I don't need you. Yep. So, you know, you, you would definitely see some of those too, some of that. Yep. And here's some more on the ground. Uh, results of how this is working. So they also mentioned this. During the Pac-12 Pac- SWAC Legacy Series, the SWAC went 3-0 and at home versus, and I guess the Power 5 at home, versus Washington State, Arizona State, and Colorado. And all lost on the road to Prairie View a and It's Texas Southern and Grambling State, respectively. Portland <laughs> beat Villanova. Northwestern State beat Texas Christian University. And Sam Houston State beat Oklahoma, just to name a few upsets. Schools may become more selective about – now, this is the kicker, man. Schools may become more selective about who they play, when they play them, and where they play them in the future. Mm-hmm. So now, coaches, I already knew this was going to start happening. You're going to start thinking about, hey, man, should I really play Kyrie's when we go to play NC State? Oh, that is a good <laughs> one. That is a good one. Oh, cause oh my God, that is. Or I'm gonna I'm gonna cut his minutes, or I'm just gonna have him camp out at the three point line. I know you really play this way, but hey, we're gonna try some oh, moving. That the- is so disgusting. <laughs> know that's happened. I'm oh. not saying at Hampton. I'm not saying impugning our coaches, but I know guys are thinking about how can I hide this guy. You know what, man? At this point, man, I'm surprised some of these coaches ain't. Like turning this stuff hadn't turned into like the mafia almost. It, like, it, it probably already has. Remember, I, like all that, I, those guys just went to jail, right? For, for yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I, if you touch this kid, I will come after you. you know? <laughs> I'm trying to feed my family. You want to take my best one? No, <laughs> but it goes to, to the next point is how to be successful and keeping these kids. So you know. Um, I just kind of look at it as, you know, we it says aggressive high school recruiting, cherry pick from the portal and improved facilities. Kids have got a, gotten a taste of the good life at bigger schools. So um, you go ahead and start now, finish off on this one. Yeah. So we touched on all that, like you just said, uh, aggressive high school recruiting, cherry pick from the portal. Here's the most important one to me, improving facilities, right? So yeah. I mean, I living here in the Triangle. I see, I I see how Duke lives. I see how their players live. And that's not like we'll get one of those guys. Yeah. But I see how these guys are living. Been back there. 
And when guys are looking to leave P5 schools, when you come to Hampton for your visit or you're thinking about it, we got to have the same stuff that they've had. Yeah. Like we got to make it it's like, oh, it's not a huge drop off. Okay, I'm going to get the same care. I'm going to get the same uh, training, uh, you know, opportunities. I know I'm not going to get the same NIL money, but everything else is going to feel similar. Like you can't come here and like you broke. You got to come. Oh, you're going to get your nice apartment in the harbors. <laughs> you're going to get this stipend. You're going to get this extra money. You're going to get all this other stuff to make up for it and make it feel like at home. So we can't slack. I think that's where we can make some hay is to bake that experience feel as close as possible to uh, the bigger schools that they transfer from. Absolutely. And you know what? I mean, I would say that the uh, Convocation Center, our basketball arena, you know, it it seats a good number. I mean, probably does need some updating, but, you know, that's one thing. But as far as, like, facility-wise, I would say, we pro- they would probably, you know, probably need to catch up a lot. You know, I would say probably upgrades are necessary. So that's one thing, of course. Um, I would also say that um, aggressive high school recruiting. I mean, this that's a cast 22 sometimes with me. It's like, like, I'll say this today. I was at Walmart today and I happened to be wearing my Hampton hoodie on. And the lady who was uh, checking me out at uh, self-checkout, you know, she was like, I'm going to Hampton this fall. I'm a freshman. You know, I was like, congratulations. You know, we're so so happy for her. And she told me she chose Hampton over uh, University of Maryland, Villanova, Morgan State, and Howard. And I was like, go ahead. You know, you're like, go ahead, girl. And Hampton didn't have to recruit her. You know, it's just academics uh, spoke, for, uh, spoke for itself. But now let's say if it was just a basketball player and he saw that, you know, and it's like, my thing is, are the parents, would the parents like back him going to Hampton if he is like on a pretty high high caliber as that student I just met, you know, or do the parents have that type of thinking, you know, that of, of the student that I just met, you know, are they thinking that, well, if he's going to have pro potential, then he probably needs to go to that Maryland or that Villanova. Or if they're realistic and understand the statistics about it, then, you know, like, okay, well, you can can still get a good uh, education at Maryland and Villanova, but you'll feel more at home in Hampton. Mm -hmm. You know, so my thing is we could do Every, we can pull out all the stops. We can be aggressive. We can do all this stuff. Yes, you'll get some kids. But our, it's the parents to me. It's that mother who, that single mom, and yeah, and the married, the married couple too. You know, it's like the single mom's thinking, like, I would say, she's thinking about more so my son, you know, because if, if, if she has just such a limited view of his ability outside of basketball, then she's going to have to do a one shot to get him at a power five or uh, 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 a lower tier division one or a bigger, you know, a mid-major uh, division one program. Whereas I think that if you see a full, uh, fuller picture where you could go at an HBCU, meaning that, um, you could you would still be visible because the me, the media is there. You, I mean, people are just not watching college basketball like they used to. So 
you could still watch a game anywhere, whether it's on ESPN Plus or Flow Sports or Fox Sports Net or anything. It's media is accessible anywhere. So, yes, you will get more eyes going to North Carolina. But at the same time, this young man, you know, if the mother doesn't think that he doesn't stand a chance out in the, I would say, the real world where you have to earn your keep and that his only chance is on that court, then, you know, she needs to guide her son realistically and the majority of them don't. So that's just that end. But there's also other parents who both are educated as well, who want their parent, their child to go to those schools. And, and those kids will probably, if not ride the bench, but, you know, they're happy they're there, you know? So that speaks to a deeper sense that we have to work with. And honestly, I think that it's probably better if we could somehow break that psyche and get those kids back to, you know, schools. And it's not just Hampton, it's just other CAA programs, you know, so, and other MEAC programs too. So it's just that I think is trying to convince parents to think, you know, think like that rather than just think with the dollar sign. Yep. Yep. That's true, man. And, I guess the, the final thing is, right, really, just don't panic. Like, it's here. It's <laughs> happening anyway. <laughs> like, take advantage of it. Like, yeah. there are stories, and we just cited many examples of how schools of our caliber are taking advantage. It's kind of like with this uh, artificial intelligence stuff where people are starting oh, to panic. God. I mean, you know, that, you know, that's my field, right? Like, yeah. don't panic. Like, yeah. use it. It, it. it will, you can use it to, I can use it to write stuff and hey, I can use it to do this podcast now. If yeah. You want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to help your job. It's not going to take it away. So it's coming and take advantage of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, well, so. thanks, man. Um, we'll be back when we hear something else. This wasn't even about Hampton, <laughs> but you know, we, <laughs> we'll be back when we see the, the fruits of the new athletic directors labor but until then go pirates go pirates